Here we are. We're back. The TD Sportscast, baby. It's really good to be back. You know, you might be looking at past episodes and, or should I say past episode, and you're like, bruh, you haven't released an episode in over a year. And to that I say, to that I say, you're right. But what matters is that we're here. We're back. You know, there's been a ton of stuff that's gone on over the past year. And to be honest with you, I wasn't sure exactly what direction I wanted to bring this show. And recently, I've decided, you know what? It doesn't really matter yet. I don't really need to have an idea for exactly what I want to do with this show. Because what I do know is that I love talking football. I love talking. And I love talking to you. So we're going to do all those things. And then whatever this evolves into, hell yeah. That's what it's going to evolve into. But let's get back into what's happened over the last year. There's two particular things I want to highlight. All right. Number one, your boy, Tommy T.D. Dahlborg, got himself a wife. Okay. Little less than two months ago, I married the love of my life, Allison Marie Dahlborg. Baby, if you ever listen to this episode, I love you so much. So grateful for you. That's been a huge thing over the past year. But another really big thing, not quite as big, but pretty big. And uh, hint, hint has to do with the beanie I'm wearing right now. I moved from the Portland, Maine area with my wife to the Queen City, Cincinnati, Ohio. Man, let me tell you, Cincinnati quite a bit different than New England, quite a bit different than Maine. But, you know, all my friends who ask me, how's it been so far? I tell them I haven't had a single bad meal yet. And that means a lot because I'm a foodie. I like food. And damn, every single meal I've had, it's been, it's been stellar. Even Skyline, a fast food restaurant that Cincinnati's known for, phenomenal. All the people who hate on it, dude, Have you actually tried it? Because it's pretty freaking good. It's incredible. Now, what's really cool about Cincinnati, well, let's first say what's not cool about Cincinnati is how bad the Reds are. But what's cool about Cincinnati is that there's no rivalry between the Patriots and the Bengals, right? I'm a lifetime fan of the Patriots. They will forever be my number one team. But that said, the Bengals have been practically irrelevant for... Pretty much my entire lifetime. They had a few good seasons with Carson Palmer, but and and a couple with Andy Dalton, but they've pretty much been irrelevant. And so coming here, what's been cool is having, in my eyes, a neutral team that I can root for in my home city or what's now my home city. And so I've been supporting the Bengals this year, man. Not as much as the Pats, but been supporting the Bengals as well. And what's really cool about that is, you know, if you're listening to the show, if you follow football, you already know this. The Cincinnati Bengals just so happen to be very relevant now. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Unfortunately, they lost the Rams. But I think there's a good chance they could find their way back into the Super Bowl this year. They've got a studly squad. They've got pretty much the entire team that was at the Super Bowl last year on the team still. Joey freaking Burrow. I mean, absolute stud. 
Jamar Chase came back from his injury uh, a couple nights ago to play against the Chiefs, and he looked like Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins, who's a stud. Tyler Boyd, who's a stud. I mean, that receiving core is insane. Then they got Jesse Bates on the other side of the ball, Sam Hubbard, and a lot of other good defenders that Vaughn Bell, absolute beast. Man, it's they've got a squad in Cincinnati, so it's been really fun rooting for them. Now, speaking of how incredible the Bengals are, they were a featured team in this week's featured game, the game of the week. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs, baby. Oh, my gosh. Again, if you follow football, you probably already know the outcome. Bengals win 27-24. Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes for the third time. The Bengals continue to beat the Chiefs at home. They haven't lost to the Chiefs at home since 1984. But what you don't know is that your boy was at that game. Yes, that's right. That is right. My wife, my best friend, she got me the greatest birthday gift of all time. My birthday's in July. But back in July, she got us tickets to that game for December 4th, Kansas City versus Cincinnati, where I got to see Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow battle each other, and it was absolutely incredible. You look at the stat sheet. Neither of the QBs had a a blow-up game. Neither one of them had an incredible game uh, in terms of putting up huge numbers, but in terms of the throws that they made, the decision-making... They were both on point. They were both absolutely incredible. It was so fun to watch in person. And let me just tell you how electric the crowd was. Every single seat in that stadium was taken. We were on the lower bowl, and every single seat in the lower bowl was not being used because people were standing the entire time. It was so cool. It was so amazing. Amazing. And the amount of throws that Joey Burrow made that were the tiniest windows like that that throw to T Higgins to secure the win at the end of the game that window was so small man it was like this small Jesus has this saying of you know to get into the kingdom of God it, it it's harder for uh what is it it's harder for uh oh shoot man I'm I'm drawing a blank what is it it's harder for like a camel to fit through the eye of a needle something like that well Joe Burrow had a fit of football through the eye of a needle to secure that win, and he did. And he probably did that like half a dozen times in that game. It was incredible. Both quarterbacks, so good. Um, Valdez Scantling, few phenomenal catches, but even more phenomenal throws to get the ball to him by Patrick Mountain. Just so good. Another thing to point out, Jamar Chase is back. I mentioned it earlier. Jamar Chase has been out for what, like five weeks with a hip injury. He came back. I think it was seven receptions for like 93 yards. Kid's a stud. He's an absolute beast, athletic. His hands are incredible. He had that sideline one-handed catch that it technically wasn't a catch because he didn't get two feet in bounds, but just if you haven't seen that, go look it up on YouTube. Jamar Chase, one-handed out-of-bounds catch from this past weekend. Oh my gosh. Incredible. So good. So good. So man, let me just let me just affirm the fact that being in Cincinnati has been sweet. The food is good. The Bengals are good. 
we love it. It's really great. It's been really fun following them for this week, or I mean for this year rather. And obviously being in Cincinnati, it's a little bit more difficult to follow the Patriots in terms of their games aren't always on. Uh, so, so, or in my area, they're not always on. So that's challenging, but you know, we do what we can. We got red zone. So we watch NFL red zone, keep up with them there, obviously keep up with the scores and all that good stuff and watch them whenever I can. And before we finish out this episode, I want to talk about Mac Jones, man. You know, it's been a really disappointing year. That doesn't need to be said for any Patriots fan. It's been a really tough year for Mac. It's been a tough year for the Patriots offense. I think what's really tough is that, you know, you want to see your second year QB make a jump from his from his uh, freshman season, from his rookie season, right? And we absolutely have not seen that at all from Mac. And that's not entirely uncommon. You know, people were talking about Tua Tagovailoa before this season began when he got Tyreek Hill, had that extra weapon saying, you know, this is his third season. If he doesn't show up this year, then it probably got to pull the plug on the Tua experiment in Miami. As a Patriots fan and as somebody who respects and likes Mac Jones, I like him. He throws a pretty ball. His decision-making is not always great, and he's not the most mobile quarterback, obviously. He's not He's not like the prototypical modern-day quarterback, which is fine. Um, I like him. He's a nice kid. He seems like a really nice kid, but he hasn't taken that jump. And in my opinion, if he doesn't take it by next year, by the end of next year, if he hasn't seen shown a lot of improvement, I think you got to pull the pro, uh, pull the plug on him. But in his defense, too, the offense is just not running smoothly. And it's weird because we've got more weapons. We got Hunter Henry, who's like way underperforming compared to what he's capable of. Johnny Smith has been a weird situation i mean he's like one of the most athletic tight ends in the entire league and yet can't hold on to the ball and make some really ridiculous fumbles but then there's been some bright spots with Devonte parker's played pretty well and then uh you know kendrick Bourne is when he's involved i love kendrick Bourne. he's athletic he's quick and then um of course jacoby myers i mean what a cool story from man i, I should have this knowledge right now he was either undrafted or what like sixth seventh round pick and He's, uh, I'm pretty sure he was undrafted. He's one of the best receivers on the Patriots, probably the number two guy behind Devontae Parker. And so, you know, there's talent on that offense, and it just hasn't been firing on all cylinders. And it's a tough situation for Mac, but it's just really disappointing to not see much growth in year two. So we'll see how the year finishes up. You know, a couple weeks ago, Mac had a really good week with uh, like 383 passing yards and either two or three touchdowns and no, uh, no interceptions, which is great. Uh, but then, you know, against the Bills, he didn't show up. Nobody really showed up against the Bills. Defense did okay for a little bit, but it's been tough. So, you know, Mac, I- I'm rooting for you, man. I hope things get better uh, in the second half or the latter part of this season, the last few weeks. But um, I really hope to see some improvement in Mac and the rest of the offense next year. But all that being said, man, I just wanted this to be a quick episode let you all know I'm still alive. I'm still here. I still love football. And it's great to be talking with all of you again. And, you know, this is super low production cost, right? Like I just have my, your iPhone is recording this. I've got a ring light and I've got my microphone, which is actually a studio microphone. It's a really good microphone. Um, but I just want to get back into the groove of, of creating content, of creating 
um, this podcast, making podcast episodes, getting my voice out to all of you because it's something that I really enjoy doing. And so the production value will continue to improve and increase as time goes on and, and, and whatnot. But I'm just grateful for you spending time listening to me. Hopefully I bring fresh perspectives to some of the games each week and maybe help you in fantasy too. I don't know. Depends on if I want to talk about fantasy because this year has been pretty rough so far. But yeah, it's good to be back. So all that being said, y'all, the TD Sportscast is back. Love you so much. Peace out.